tonight, I want to talk to you about what I'm going to call the Jesus effect. Jesus being our Savior, effect meaning something happens before and then what happens next because of that thing is the effect of it. So think of it like this way. Jesus, here's Jesus coming forward. And then there's like this thing that comes after because of Jesus. And it's the Jesus effect, okay? So we're looking at Matthew 2, 1 through 22. Now, I know that scripture we just listened to and watched had a lot of things in it. There's so much we could unpack from this. Um, but the, the point I really want to make tonight is that Jesus has a strange effect on people. He has a strange effect on people. Every single person when they encounter Jesus is affected by him in some way. And this text that we're looking at shows us two, everybody hold up two fingers. Good, two fingers. This gives us two types of people who are affected by him differently. Now I'm going to say this, okay? That these examples in scripture that we just read about how Jesus brought about an effect in these lives, these are extreme examples. You know, an extreme means it's like, all, like if you're going to the left, what if you just went all the way to the left, right? Or you're going to the right and you just go all the way to the right, okay? The two types of people we're seeing in the examples we have in here, we're seeing them manifested in a very extreme way. But here's what I would love to see happen to all of us. The right way that we see here, I would love for every person in this room to have an extreme manifestation of the right effect. Okay, so that's, that's my hope. So let's just dive right in. We're going to look first with the Jesus effect that Jesus makes the wise worship. The wise worship. Jesus makes the wise worship. Are you a wise guy? Wise gal? So when you say someone's wise, you're saying that someone can take knowledge. Get this. Having a lot of knowledge is not the same, type, same thing as wisdom or being wise. But someone who's wise takes knowledge in their head and they respond in the right and most best way to that information. Okay? Generally, people who are wise, as Scripture teaches, are people who aren't really proud. It's not like they're really excited about being wise. And they go around telling everybody, I'm like the wisest dude. They, you know, that's not really wise to do. So, <laughs> kind of goes hand in hand with someone who is wise that they will be not prideful, but they will be humble. Because ultimately, wisdom is to be received. It's something that God can do in someone's heart. And so let me, let me show, how, show you how Jesus makes the wise worship. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, everybody say wise, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Let me just 
tell you something about that word. It's, it's good that they're saying wise because these men really are wise. They're responding to Jesus in the right way. But you need to know this about these people. They were, they were, not most likely, they were most definitely people who were sorcerers from a different religion. Okay? Okay, you might be, what? That's bad. It is bad, okay? But just hold on to that because I'll explain it a little bit more. These are guys from like Asia who practiced sorcery and divination. They would look at the stars and they would try to discern what or make sense of what's happening right now. Or they might perform magic tricks, not like, like street magicians or clown magicians. I don't like clowns. Yeah. But not that kind of magic, but like real, legit magic. It's real, okay? So these guys came from the east to Jerusalem, and they were saying, hey, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship. See how they are looking to the heavens, trying to make sense of everything by the stars? But here's the thing. God is master over the stars. He can still tell his story or point people to his son through those things, and that's what he's doing here. This is, this is God being very kind to these men. And then it says, after listening to the king, verse 9, we kind of skip forward a little bit. So they show up to try to find Jesus because they receive some information from the sky that there's someone very important coming. And so after they listened to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them. So God's still being kind to them. And until it came to rest over the place where the child was. So God is using the creation to inform these guys and lead them to Jesus. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly. Like they gave up praise with exceedingly, exceedingly with great joy. They're so excited. And then it says, in going into the house, they saw the child Jesus with Mary, his mother, what does it say? They fell down and what? They worshipped him. And then opening their treasure. So first let's point out that they give Jesus their worship and their praise. They give Jesus their worship and their praise. And next, then opening their treasure, they offered him gifts. Gold and frankincense and myrrh. Now they're giving Jesus things that they believe are valuable. Okay? Because Jesus makes the wise worship. That's the Jesus effect on a wise person. When they take the information about Jesus and they do what is the best thing to do with that information. And so, not only is that what's happening here? But they're showing us that there's, everybody say heart posture. You know, posture is like, okay, I have bad posture because I'm leaning up. All right. Good posture, standing tall. When I say heart posture, it means that the way that you're holding up the inward part of yourself is in the best way. So a, their heart posture has a 
specific type of response to Jesus. The wise will have this type of heart posture response. What can Jesus take from me? Everybody say can. can. It's like when you say what can Jesus take from me, you're saying I, I just I want to give him something. Now God has to produce that in your heart, but it's a lot different than the other response we're going to see. So what can Jesus take from me? For these guys, it was their praise and their worship. They're like, okay, we're offering that up to Jesus. It was their stuff, their gold, frankincense, and myrrh for you. It could be when you get older, your career. Like you might have this idea, but Jesus might have a better idea for you. Might be your relationship. If you're wanting a girlfriend or a boyfriend and you realize at this, this point in my life, I'm not ready for this. I need Jesus to take this from me. Can't, you go to him and you say, Jesus, is this something you can take from me? Is this what you want? It could be like your money or your time. You spend a lot of time on TikTok or Insta or whatever. Like, is your heart posture towards Jesus? Are you responding in the, in the way with when you hear about Jesus? Are you thinking, man, can I just give Jesus my time instead of Insta? Like, there's so many ways that you can be wise and respond to Jesus correctly, okay? That's the point I'm trying to make. And here's what's really cool about these guys. These dudes were sorcerers from what we call a pagan religion. These guys are unlikely to give Jesus what he deserves. So even the worst of the worst can give Jesus their worship. He can do that. And I would add, no, nope, I'm not going to add. I'm running out of time. Jesus makes the wise worship. All right, second group. What's the Jesus effect on the wicked? The Jesus makes the wicked worry. Worry. Everybody say worry. 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 When you worry, you're anxious, you're afraid. You don't want what you think could happen to happen. You're worried about it. And we see this in this story. Herod, this guy who lives among the Jewish people, remember those wise guys? <laughs> they weren't from that Jewish, they weren't from Israel. But this dude, king, he's supposed to know these people. He should have known what the scripture said. The king who's supposed to lead people towards God. When the king heard this, he was troubled. You might say worried. He was worried. Not just him, but look, all Jerusalem with him. Like It's saying Jerusalem because Jerusalem is the place where all the religious leaders, the powerful people, all the rich people resided. And it says all of them did not like what the wise men came to tell them. They're all worried. And so Herod, assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired to them where... The Christ was to be born. So he is on a mission. Hey, I'm scared I'm going to lose my stuff. Remember, I told you these are extreme examples. 
check out the after he realizes the mad or the wise guys didn't come back check out what he does Herod when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men became furious he got so angry and he sent and he killed he murdered all the male children in Bethlehem he murdered babies like he one-year-olds two-year-olds he murdered them because he was so worried when he heard about Jesus this is so extreme but I will tell you this guys and gals your heart is so wicked you have no clue without Jesus I don't know where you're at right now with Jesus I don't know where you're at right now with Jesus but I can tell you this if you don't respond to him rightly and be wise with the information your heart can take you to some of the worst places. Trust me, I've been there. I've never murdered babies, but I've done some pretty terrible things before I was a Christian. According to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men, so he plotted, he planned, like he did not want to give Jesus worship. And let's evaluate the heart posture here. The wicked will have this type of heart posture response. What will Jesus take from me? Notice the difference between can and will. Like when you're saying, what will? What will he take from me? What will he take from me? You're like, you're not really willing <laughs> to give it to him. You're more afraid that he's going to keep something you think is better from you. And y'all, I, I know what it's like to be a young person. I know what it's like to be face-to-face -face with the gospel and what Jesus has done and your sin. And know, I know, guys, gals, I know what it's like to love sin. I know what it's like. But if you're here and you're worried that actually giving your life to Christ or sur really surrendering your life to Jesus that you're, you're afraid of what the cost is. It is costly, but that's what you're more concerned about. I'm just going to tell you this. All the things that you are afraid Jesus will take from you, they are not worth your soul, number one. And Jesus is so much better. He is so much better than what you think he will take from you. So, The wise will worship. The wicked will worry. These are the two responses. The first thing that has to happen in us before we can actually act wisely on a daily basis towards Jesus is that instead of us give Jesus something, we need to receive something that Jesus is giving to us. We need to take something from him. And that is, we must receive Jesus himself and his good news. We must receive Jesus and his good news. Did you know God loves you so much? Jesus loves you so much that his heart posture towards you was, what can I give to them? Jesus was the first one to ever show this kind of 
heart posture. And it wasn't just towards God the Father. It was towards us. Not that he wanted to worship us, but he wanted to give to us. Jesus looks at you and says, what can I give to you? And the best thing he has to offer you is number one, himself completely. And number two, the work that he's done for you by living for you, dying for you, and resurrecting from the dead. So if you want to be wise on a daily basis, you first need to receive Jesus and his good news. And then all that we give to Jesus is to be fueled and provided by him first. That's forgiveness, love, and his life. All right? So, that's the Jesus effect. And now, I want you to close your eyes. Thank you for clapping, Elena. I appreciate that. Uh, you don't have to clap. I wasn't wanting you to clap. But close your eyes, kiddos. Um, let's pray. Father, we thank you for what you've given us in Jesus. Thank you that your hands were open towards us and you give freely to us. You gave your son to us. I pray for all these young people in this room. Um, God, I pray that they would see and just believe Jesus tonight and that they would respond in, in faith and devotion and that you would be with them as we go into our grow groups and you would use that time to make us fall more in love with you and grow closer to each other. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Okay. My office and CR office. That is great to know. All right. Speaking of the student pastor's office, let's send some people there. If you are a middle school girl, stand up. All right. Now I want y'all to rock, walk over to the Webster Student Ministry symbol. Thank you. Middle school girls are going to go with Kadri. Yeah, you can take your stuff. Just bring it back. You're going to go with Kadri, Kayla, and Mary. All right? Wait, Kadri, I messed up. Yeah, you're just middle school. Go with the middle schoolers. How many high school girls we got? One, two, three. Y'all are going. Wow, that's a lot of you. Go to the classroom, yeah. If it's open. If it's not, ask Savannah for a key. <laughs> All right, high school girls stand up. Great. Y'all are going with Claire and Cassie. And y'all are going into my office. All right. Stand up if you're a middle school boy. All right, you guys are going with Alex and Christian. And um, there's, a, there's an office in that back corner, the CR office. If you guys can fit in there, go for it. Second floor. Upstairs in there. All right, high school boys is all that's left. And Aaron and I are going to be hanging out with y'all. And Ben. Actually, you were supposed to be a hardball homeowner. 
So we're going to stay in here. Let's circle up over here.